Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is the hostess with the mostess co-hostess with the co-mostess mm-hmm. hannah hannah i think i've used that joke before you have yes how are you doing this week uh hot it is yeah you are oh thank you mm. uh temperature wise boiling it is a record breaking week i believe is it i don't know there's like a heat warning it, there's an excessive heat warning <laughs> where we live I got an ice cream cone earlier and I was like furiously licking it because I knew it would melt upon touching the surface of the earth. M-O-A, M-U-A, melted upon arrival. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, not feeling great from Uh eating an ice cream cone at a very furious pace and I'm lactose intolerant. Uh So um, we're going to, we're going to, and it's hot and it's hot. So we're gonna we're gonna push on through this one here. <laughs> we're gonna be doing lots of pushing in this one, if you know what I'm talking about. Poop stuff. Pushing yeah, poop. I'm like I was trying to. That's <laughs> gross. I yeah. was thinking about the movie and trying to relate it back oh, to the movie. Right. So this week's movie, we watched a movie called Grand Isle. Right. So what we do in this podcast is we watch movies. Yes. Sorry, we don't talk about particularly Nicolas Cage movies. We yeah. don't usually talk about poop. Yeah, look, this movie uh, on paper is very bad, but I thought it was actually kind of fun. I regret to admit that I enjoyed it. I kind of did too, honestly. It wasn't I'm a little embarrassed to say that I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was like a Southern Gothic kind of trying to be a Tennessee Williams play meets Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, it was very Poe-esque, I would say. Yeah. So the movie is called Grand Isle. It's from 2019. And of course, it stars Nicolas Cage as a middle-aged or older man who... Vet, right? Uh, veteran, yes. He, he Navy? Yeah, he takes in a man in his 20s because there's a hurricane. And so the guy has to sort of camp out at Nick Cage's house and some mysterious things happen between... And he is a wife. Nicholas Cage and his wife and this boy who is there to fix their fence, who I will refer to as Fence Boy. Hmm. Anyway, we're going to go into this movie Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene in just a mere moment. Before we get into that, Hannah's going to get us kicked off. <laughs> you always you always sound like that, but that was that was a lot. Wow. Before we get into that, Hannah's going to get... The problem is, so, little peek behind the curtain. We usually record these episodes like... The coin. Behind the coin. <laughs> Going or back Moonstruck. to the Cotton Club. Cotton Club, not Moonstruck. Yeah. Same era. Yes. But a peek behind the coin is that we usually record these episodes either like on a Sunday or either right after work. And I usually have a lot of energy, but my computer was dead, so we needed to kill the time. And it's getting late, so I I had an ice cream cone. And Hannah had an ice cream cream cone. And I've had some drinks, so we're going to have some fun tonight. Hannah's going to get us going. Hannah's going to get us going this evening. What do you got for us this week, Hanson? Behind the scenes info. This is the sixth and final movie. Fucking Grand Christ. Isle is what it's called. Yes. That came out in 2019. So you know what that means. Mm. Next week, we enter the... Year of the pandemic. Great year of 2020. <laughs> starting with, hopefully, movies that came out pre-pandemic. Based on the description of the movie from 2020 for next week which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast yeah i'm looking forward to it it sounds amazing goodness okay this movie has a 4.6 out of 10 on imdb i will save the rotten tomato score for a fun fact <laughs> uh. the budget was five million dollars there's also some fun facts to share about that hmm. and it made five thousand four hundred and forty four dollars <laughs> five thousand dollars 
Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie. 5,000? Yeah. <laughs> 5,444. That might be the lowest. It that might be the lowest really we've ever seen. Not well received. Wow. This is also the first movie since 1993. Our favorite movie, Deadfall. I oh, guess second boy. favorite movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Um with a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's a little unfair, I think, because It is. Only 10 people rated it. Yeah. And, so I think yeah. we've explained it before, but it bears repeating that. Yeah, rot- I didn't understand this. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes works in a way where there it's are, binary, right? Essentially, there are only maybe a couple hundred or maybe a couple thousand approved reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. Us included? <laughs> no, not us. <laughs> but then they either review they review the movie in their own scoring system, I believe. And it's either out of 0 to 100, or it's 1 to 10, or it's 5 stars. And whether they reviewed that movie favorably or not is binary, like you said. So basically 10 people reviewed this movie and said it's under half of what they would give in their scoring system. Like all of them could have given it like a 49%. And then that gives it a 0. Exactly. Damn. Yeah. but That's cold. It is. But so it ends up working out when you've got thousands and thousands of reviewers right but when you have 10 right (laughs) so those 10 people who watched the movie paid five thousand four hundred and forty four dollars to see it because no one else did five thousand that's like down to five like the 10 people who reviewed this movie that's down to five hundred dollars a piece which is not far off Uh like if they brought a few friends you're down to like forty four dollars of the five hundred and or five thousand four hundred and forty four dollars yeah. that was made up by like four of them amazing amazing $5, although do they pay do critics pay they don't pay mm, they might get a screening of some kind for free well another really unfortunate thing that happened is mm-hmm. two days before the last day of shooting but two days okay. remaining mm-hmm. and they ran out of money just none they just, just none had money. no more left the budget was $5 million, as I mentioned. They spent $5 million. They had no money left. This okay. was produced by Saturn Films, <laughs> Nick Cage's own production company. Uh-huh. And they just released the movie without the last two days of shooting. So they kind of just recut and re-edited things. They, I mean, the last two days of shooting, I'm not sure what they were planning to do, but they must have finessed it in a way that made it work. From watching the movie, I would have no idea that no. that happened. Yeah. So whatever they did worked out, but I'm super curious. Maybe it was more of what like the deep, dark secret is because we didn't get to see too much of that. We really didn't. Yeah, yeah, it was like a voiceover at the yeah. end, essentially. So maybe they decided to just do a voiceover because that would be cheaper than filming mm-hmm. um, the last two days. So wow. that happened. Do you think they really would have made more money? Mm, with the last two days of shooting? Mm, yeah, I don't believe no, that right? they would have. So I guess they made the right decision. I guess. Was this movie in theaters at all, or did it just go straight to DVD? It said bo- it always says box, box office, office, but I, I don't think it did. I think it was a straight to DVD. I or mean, straight this to was streaming, maybe? Not a cash cow. No. <laughs> we we watched this movie on Crackle. Yeah. Uh, with the same commercial. Oh, my God. There are like five commercials Grand on Canyon Crackle. University. We know verbatim the commercial for GCU, Grand Canyon University. They have 270. 270 distinct programs, over $150 million in scholarships available, and they're still available. You can apply this fall. <laughs> I know that commercial way too well, and all uh, just it's They would terrible. play it like on repeat throughout the two-minute commercial. Like break. they ran out of commercials. Like only four people contribute to the advertisement on Crackle, and three of them are GCU. <laughs> it's brutal. Oh my god. Um yeah, so not a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> the movie originally was supposed to be called in the screenplay. It was called Fancy Buddy and Mr. Walter. Fancy is his wife. Yeah. Nick Cage's wife. Buddy is Fence Boy and Mr. Walter is Nick Cage. Yeah. 
but it's called Grand Isle because that's the town they live in. I believe it's Louisiana. It is. They mention New Orleans, which of course, of course, New Orleans yeah. because New Orleans mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage. I like the title better of Fancy Buddy and Mr. Walter. I think yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, a little quirky. Yeah. Uh, so this was directed by a. I don't want to call him amateur director, but mm-hmm. like n- new director. Okay. Stephen Campanelli. But he's been in the industry for quite some time as a camera operator and camera director for many, 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 many movies, many huge movies. Oh, the one that caught my eye. Yeah. (laughs) Was a little film called Million Dollar Baby, (laughs) (laughs) which on last week's episode, I confused with two other movies that were not about boxing. Monster and Monster's Monster's Ball. So there's that. He was the camera operator for Million Dollar Baby and a lot of other movies. Okay. All right. A Star is Born was one of them. I know oh, you really? like that one. I yeah. do like that movie. It's quite nice. Yeah. And another interesting fact about what this director did, I guess, because he's a camera operator and he wanted mm-hmm. to be artsy. He said that he said that some parts of this movie were shot with an iPhone. Oh. Not sure which ones those were. Maybe it was mm. when they were running out of money. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can get good quality video off of an iPhone. There was a movie recently that was shot entirely on iPhone that had some mild success, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, was Cloverfield shot on a phone? Or was it the original? I don't think so. It was a found footage movie, but it's possible that 10 Cloverfield Lane or the Cloverfield Paradox was filmed on a phone. Mm -hmm. Those are the follow up movies. Okay, good to know. Uh huh. So that's all I have about this movie. And the one thing I was able to find about Nick in this movie is most of his lines were improvised. Of course they were. Which makes me think about this movie a little bit differently. Because now I'm thinking about like what is so nouveau shamanic about some of these lines. When when we were watching it, I was just like, "Ah, I don't know. But now that I know that it was his choice to say most of them Mm -hmm. i'm excited to go through uh nick cage scene by nick cage scene (laughs) and talk about the lines and really uh you know relish in in the moment here yeah there's one line in particular that i think you will definitely give it most nouveau shamanic moment (laughs) i'm I'm looking forward to it so we're on the last movie of 2019 and that means that we are closing out a saga and that saga is me reading this um, interview that Nick Cage did with the New York Times, Nick Cage on acting and his search for the Holy Grail. Oh, yes. So I've gone through and, you know, kind of picked some of my favorite moments that he had with the interviewer. And I'm just going to read the last few questions. Um, I think it closes it out pretty nicely. And it's mm. a ni- it ties a nice bow um, to end the 2019 six movie chapter. Tie us off, girl. <laughs> <laughs> So he's talking about Las Vegas. He's talking about New Orleans. And the um, the interviewer asks him, that city must have a special meaning for you. It's where your tomb is. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick Cage, I think we've mentioned this before. Yeah. But if you didn't know, has already purchased himself a tomb. You know how some people yeah. prematurely, well, I guess not pre. Well, yeah, I guess prematurely yeah. buy themselves like headstones by their family or... Uh-huh plots for for their dead body one day (laughs) yeah nick has a tomb in the shape of a skull i forget a pyramid a a giant pyramid yeah yeah. Yeah. i was like like, wait what's the shape in new orleans yeah yeah yeah. he has a pyramid tomb in new orleans um because why wouldn't he right so he said he i became a man in new orleans if you know what i mean oh he lost his virginity in new orleans i guess the city is a soft spot in my heart, though there are things that can go horribly wrong there. And that's it. That's all he says about it. Oh, and then the okay. interviewer moves on. Huh. And he said, at this point in your career, do you still have something like a dream role? He said, Captain Nemo. Oh, okay. He said, my first love, even before my parents, was the ocean. <laughs> okay. I've never heard him talk about this before, other than the fact that he had a a fucking octopus as a pet. Yeah. Or he's probably purchased land by the sea. Yeah, he definitely has. He said, when I read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the depiction of Nemo was that he 
was that he was also in love with the ocean. He had freedom. He lived in a palace that was also a submarine and he played the organ. To me, that was a beautiful life. I mean, has there been a modern adaptation of that book? I believe there has been. Really? I think by Disney and it was not oh. like successful. Similar to um like the like around Gatsby. the world in 80 days. Oh yeah. It's amazing that these books have been so popular and continue to be so popular and they can't make a decent movie out of it. Okay, I kind of liked the Gatsby movie. That's probably a hot take. I never saw it. I just like Leonardo DiCaprio. And Tobey Maguire. And I I love (laughs) Spider-Man. No, the movie wasn't any good. Uh Um, Carrie Mulligan was in it. Oh, yes. But, yeah, no, it... You're right. These classics have not been done any justice by the cinematic depiction of them. Although, you know, I said a few weeks ago, maybe even last week, that I think the age of the movie star is over, right? Yeah, absolutely. People don't go to the movies anymore because Matt Damon's in a movie or Nicolas Cage is in a movie. But if... Nick's a little different. If they go, hey, we're... What is it? 10,000 Leagues? 20,000 Leagues Mm -hmm. Under the Sea? 20. 20, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea starring a wacky Nicolas Cage as Captain Nemo, people might go see that. Uh, Yeah, I I think you're right in that people aren't going to rush to the theaters anymore to like see a star necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like, like I'm sure people will go and see, um, shoot, what is the new movie that Lady Gaga is going to be in? A Star is Born 2, Electric (laughs) Boogaloo. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think she's playing like some fashion icon. Devil Wears Prada too. Mm, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. No, what is she going to be in? Oh, House of Gucci. Okay. So. People might I go see people, it because yeah, she's Yeah, like it. people like that. I think, I think, I think people want to go see. Yeah, And I then guess. people like Nick Cage. I, I mean, with Pig coming out, I think people are going to see it just because Nick Cage is in it. Yeah, but it's also had some really good buzz, right? Like. He's been in a lot of movies recently that I can like pull up that people just haven't seen. Like I've heard people talk about Pig, but I haven't heard people talk about Prisoners of the Ghost Land. I haven't fair. heard people talk about Jiu Jitsu, which we'll watch no, next no, week. You're right. You know, like okay, that's fair. So okay, well, the last question that's uh-huh. asked in this interview, yeah, is how do you think your life's work will be remembered? Oh, good question. Kind of timely with our discussion that we we're just having. Yeah. He said, I think time is a friend. Hmm. Many of my movies that were mocked are enjoying renaissance. So I'm hopeful that time will be on my side. Okay. I mean, it I, I, I think, it has been. I He's, yeah. He has had a renaissance. And we've, oh, yeah. We've gone through, we've gone through so much with him. Like, yeah. Not to sound, say that in a cheesy way, but I mean, he's been through a lot in his career. Mm-hmm. We've, we've kind of like bucketed you know most of his career and in, into different ages we call yeah. them cages what <laughs> we went through the dark cages mm-hmm. you know now we're in i'm not even sure what i think we started in the stone cages stone cages because he was then always we went through the golden cages then the golden cages in the 90s where he uh, he just cranked out hits then it was the dark cages where he cranked out he just horrible money. movies he just needed money, and and then and now I think he's in recently, a renaissance. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I would call it a renaissance. I mean, he's he's with the exception of a few things, I would sure. say he's making movies that he wants to make for the sake of art. Yeah, which he's, I think like is Color great. Out of Space was weird, but it was cool. Yeah, Mandy, amazing. Yeah. Joe, like yeah. artistic. You know, for he's, sure. He's he's doing this for the love of of acting. Yeah, again, instead of for the love of trying money. to pay back the IRS. <laughs> And not get arrested. Right. Wow. So you're putting your tablet away. I guess that's all we got for that that amazing flagship interview. I love that interview. Once I say it every week, but go go check it out. It's free. (laughs) It's free. (laughs) Even though we've read it to you over the course of several weeks, just go check it out. I've I've skipped some of the questions. Oh yeah, there's a little there's a little extra in there. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you you have behind the scenes information? What is Nicolas Cage doing in 2019? Just vibing? Oh, yeah. I think we've been through all that. We've been yeah. through six movies. So, too many. Too yeah. many movies in 2019. He's just vibing. Yeah. 
he's and, about to uh, he has no idea that a pandemic's about to happen <laughs> let's just let him leave off 2019 on a high note absolutely so i guess that means we'll go through this movie nicholas cage scene by nicholas cage scene which you said you cannot wait to get going with so we're gonna get started here with this movie grand isle 2019 so the first time we see nicholas cage is it's 1988 it tells us on the screen because if it were in the 90s or early 2000s cell phones would have made this movie absolutely moot um <laughs> as hannah nods and it's just on the floor and laughter at me saying the word moot yeah i just picked myself <laughs> up i'll never be the same again <laughs> yeah, yeah just really funny stuff here steve thanks um <laughs> Nicholas Cage is at his home with his wife, and there is a home invader. It's the middle of the night, which who who sneaks into a place in the middle of the night? You gotta you gotta stake it out first a little bit, because otherwise, what's gonna happen will happen. Where Nicholas Cage gets up, he has a gun, he sees the the home invader running away with a bag full of his wares, and he shoots him, and and he kills the dude as the dude breaks his fence on his way out the the burglar breaks breaks his fence on the way out we get a good look at nicholas cage in this scene he's got one hell of a hairdo and mm-hmm. how would you explain his hair is it a mullet no i mean it's very similar to the sorcerer's apprentice hair Ooh, yeah it's long inexplicably it's just scraggly long wig that is kind of just taped onto his existing hairline <laughs> It's like scotch taped on. It's like just extensions. Yeah. They always do this for him. And I mean, he's not supposed to be an attractive man, his character. Right. But like the least that the hair and makeup people could do is just like help him out a little bit with this receding give hairline. something, Just right? give him. Yeah. Right. So he's also got like a handlebar mustache and like stubble and he looks out of shape and you know, we later meet his wife, who's like this sexy lady, mm-hmm. and it's just like, what? Like, what are you still doing with this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just so. We learn that she's a little crazy. Yeah, she is crazy. We we learn later on. We'll we'll tease that for now, but we learn that later <laughs> on. That's for sure. So, the next time we see Nicolas Cage is after a, a brief scene where we meet the uh, young man who eventually comes to Nicolas Cage's house to fix his fence. As I said, I will refer to him as Fence Boy. <laughs> and the brief the brief period where we meet Fence Boy, we learn that he's got a lovely young wife, a new daughter. He has not had sex in a long time. Hello. And he needs money. That's mm-hmm. these are these are the character traits of this fence boy. <laughs> he's also quite handsome and his hair is never out of place and he's got seemingly always oiled biceps. Um, so fence boy shows up to repair the fence. Nicolas Cage is like he's doing that thing that I hate people do. Like it's happened to me in real life where people will be like, "Hey, I'm here to fix the fence." And he goes, "You better fucking fix this fence right now or I'll kill you." <laughs> i'm just kidding what are you what are you so tense about you know like yeah. i hate when people do that yeah, as, yeah. i don't know do, do people you... do that to you often in no real life? <laughs> but like two or three times in my life and it's always just like you know you're at a party or something and you're getting some dip and yeah. then somebody goes don't fucking touch that dip and then you go like oh my god I'm so and they go ha, i'm just fucking with you i hate that shit i hate it i feel like i do that to you probably do and that's why i hate you so much this podcast is pain. <laughs> Damn. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I think it's funny. No, it's not. It's annoying. Well, it's I not. I got you the other day on something. Did you? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what it was. It's different, though. Oh, I mm. asked you to officiate the wedding. <laughs> we were at a wedding this past weekend, and Steve, I don't know if you've ever talked about this, is, okay. a, is a registered officiant. So yeah. if anyone, if any of our listeners oh my God. <laughs> mean <laughs> those golden pipes at their wedding, Ooh, thank you. Uh, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was a bridesmaid, so we were at the... Uh, rehearsal dinner and and steve was not there when we did the rehearsal so he didn't see that the officiant was there and then he, and then he came for dinner and 
I pulled him over and I was like, hey, do you have your officiant card with you? Yeah. He was like, yeah, why? I was like, well, the officiant, she had to back out at the last minute. So we're really going to need someone to fill in. And I I already told the bride and groom that you'd probably be able to do it. Like, are are you okay to do it? Mm -hmm. And, and, And you... I think I remember you asking me like, oh, well, did she leave the script? I was like, no, you're just going to have to come up with something. And he was like, oh, well, I guess if the hotel is a printer or something, we can figure it out. I'm like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just have to figure it out. And then, and then he goes, okay, well, I'll go talk to the bride and groom now. And I was just like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, but that's different from like what Nicolas Cage was doing in this movie, I think, because like that was, I don't know, it was a playful prank. And like you knew, yeah, you true. knew that I would like, accept that kind of thing like and it was just like and you asked you're like oh hey can you do this like it, we we'd really appreciate it if you did and it's like oh no just get like it was all very positive like mm. but there are people in this world who think it's extremely funny to be extremely mean mm. and then go ha just kidding no like, yeah i don't think i do that yeah no nah, <laughs> it's a little different but you're right you did get me you got me pretty good the other day <laughs> And weren't our friends convincing? They were like nodding their head, yeah. like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they really have to good. do it." Yeah, she's in bad shape. I don't know, like what she's I said happened. <laughs> I don't know what I said happened to the officiant. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Nicholas Cage is being very short, but also like trying to joke around with Fence Boy, and the agreement is, "I'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars if you I'm finish sorry, it today. I'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars if you finish it today." But there's a big hurricane coming, so keep that in mind. So he's got to get it done under the wire. Uh, Fence Boy then is out there fixing the fence, as fence boys do. And the sexy wife comes out, (laughs) and it's just like... she's Also, I looked her up, and she's not really in much, um, Mm. but she's a recurring character in private practice. Oh, interesting. Okay. Don't know her name. Katie. Oh, Katie. K-A-D-E-E. K A Y D E. Okay, Y D E. Yeah. Yeah. Katie. Something. Katie. Sure, sure. Katie. Katie. <laughs> so Katie. Katie. Uh, enters the scene. Her fancy. We can call her fancy. fancy. So Fancy enters the scene and is just like, "You look like you're working hard. Yeah. Why don't I?" She's got that like southern yeah, draw. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I, I, "Why don't I give you some iced tea?" Actually, I missed a scene where she is like singing some like. I'm a sexy Katie. And she's like walking down the stairs in lingerie as Nicolas Cage is yeah. sitting on his lazy boy. And she's just like, ooh, baby, baby. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage is wearing sunglasses inside. And it turns out he's just drunk and asleep. And she's just like, you never loved me. I always loved you. And, and this is like, what are you going to do? Hit me. Hit me, Nicolas Cage. You want to hurt me. He's like, I won't. I knew you didn't have the guts. Like, it's horrible. It's a horrible, abusive relationship. Um, Also, Kelsey Grammer's in this movie. Kelsey Grammer. He just sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. He's. I wrote down a note, and let me let me see if you think this is accurate. But J.K. Simmons is the man we all hoped Kelsey Grammer would turn out to be. Yeah. Because J.K. Simmons would have crushed that role and Kelsey Grammer was fine. Also, Kelsey Grammer's not a good person. Oh, is he not? Mm-mm. Fucking Frasier, man. I never liked that guy. No, I mean, if you watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you would know. Oh, well, <laughs> right? you're right. I'm not caught up. <laughs> uh, season one. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm not caught up. I got to the title screen and said, this is too much for me <laughs> and walked away. But so anyway, they have this sexy moment, Nicolas Cage and his sexy wife. And then she's like, well, I didn't get any loving from Nicolas Cage, so I'm going to go out to the fence boy. And the fence boy is watching this sexy lady walk away, and he hurts his hand. Mm-hmm. So they go inside, and they get all sexy together, like flirtatious. With a band-aid. Well, let me put <laughs> a band-aid. They get all sexy with Ooh, a band-aid together. Let me kiss your Ooh, thumb. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to heal that boo-boo. <laughs> I say, I must heal that boo-boo. I say, I say, I say. <laughs> she does have like that thick of a New oh, Orleans accent. darling. Yeah. Uh, we had mentioned, to her credit, the accent no, never goes in and no, out. It's and she's, consistent. She's good. She's yeah. a, she does a good job. <laughs> yeah. That sounded so, unconvincing. But well, I, I, yeah. I do think that she was good in this movie. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage then 
seeing his wife and this fence boy get all flirtatious. As the fence boy goes back to fix the remainder of the fence, Nicolas Cage hangs empty bottles of PBR on the fence posts that have already been fixed, Mm -hmm. goes up to his roof, takes out a sniper, and starts doing target practice right next to the next boy, the 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 fence fence boy, boy. (laughs) who's doing the... Yeah, he's understandably pissed. Uh... The hurricane starts coming, and Fence Boy's like, listen, I didn't get it done. Can I come back in a few weeks? And Nick Cage's like, well, it's going to be $100, not 250 And the sexist lady's like, I'm a sexy lady. And, <laughs> and so the Fence Boy goes out to his truck, and his truck won't start. Oh, no. And so oh, every he, horror movie begins. He's like, can I stay with you? Can I call my wife? And I'm like, of course. Call your wife. We're just having dinner. I'll make you some dinner. I'll make Sugar. you some dinner. <laughs> They're just, I wrote down that the fence boy leaves for flirtatiously. <laughs> um, so the fence boy's like, if I leave my truck here, can I borrow your car? Because I got to get home to my wife and my kid, my kid who is also sick. And my wife uh, who has not, we have not had sex in a long time. And uh, Nick Cage goes, hey, you think I'll let you pull some backdoor trade and leave me with a beat up truck while you steal my Mach 1 Mustang? <laughs> he does that yeah. really short laugh. Yeah. And then he's just like, here's a glass of wine. He's like, I don't really drink. What? It's a hurricane. Yeah, what a else you gonna do? And then he does that laugh. He, uh, not the huh huh laugh that he just did, but he goes, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, hate that. Hate that shit. We got a hurricane coming. What else you gonna do? <laughs> I do um, hate in real life when people would do that too. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, I understand it from an acting choice because it's like, all right, this guy probably smokes a bunch of cigarettes. And, like, that's that would be, like, a... Su- and he's crazy, too. And and that. crazy people laugh like that. Yeah, laughs are very important in an mm. interpersonal relationship of any kind. <laughs> and also to define whether or not you are crazy. That's what I mean. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like if a crazy person who has a crazy laugh and doesn't know it interacts with someone who also has a crazy laugh, they would get along. Hmm. Yeah. It's just a theory. Interesting. Working on it. Shall let we me, test it out? Let me know what you Should think in the comments. Should we just both start having a crazy laugh and then we'll inherently get along and then your theory would be true? Well, we already have crazy laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've never been more in love with you. <laughs> you know how I said I hated you earlier? Now I've just changed the tide and... I've seen you in a whole new light. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Me neither. So <laughs> the three of them are having dinner. <laughs> I'll make you dinner. I'll make you dinner. And they're having dinner. And it's super weird. And at one point, the wife is like, would you like a mint julep? It's my grandma's recipe. My grandmama. My grandmammy. <laughs> and as she's getting the mint julep, this is the line where Nicolas Cage starts talking about sports, but then he just sort of takes a right turn and goes to the fence boy. He says this line. I mean, I can tell you having problems at home. An example. Uh, when was the last time you had your uh, cock um, sucked? <laughs> what? Like he's trying to be politically correct but he can't think of a but he better can't word think of a better word than cock yeah and sucked yeah yikes uh nicholas cage slams his mint julep and he passes out on the couch and while he's passed out fence boy and the sexy lady they get very sexy they're about to do things there's a very uh, intimate moment where she flicks off fence boy's pants button with her heel very impressive i was did not know that was possible and the button from his pants goes flying across the room and they zoom in on it like it's going to come up later and it never does with the (laughs) velocity of her foot yeah yeah so fence boy is like this is crazy and he goes back and falls down on sleep on the couch where he wakes up in the middle of the night to Nicolas cage pointing a gun at him so Nicolas cage I looked this up. He calls the fence boy Action Jackson at one point, and that is a movie that came out in 1988, so it's a really timely, timely reference. Timely. Love that. They go up to the attic where Nicolas Cage keeps all of his guns, and Nick Cage starts undoing his belt inexplicably as they start talking about their own mortality. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this is just a 
full exposition scene where Nick Cage is all like, I was in Nam and I got injured during training and I wish I could have served my country and I didn't serve my country and I feel really bad about it. And Fence so now I'm depressed. And, and I'm depressed. I'm a drunk. And I'm a drunk. And Fence Boy's and like, I'm impotent too. I don't think he said that, did he? It's just know. sort of implied because him and his wife don't have sex that often. Yeah. So Fence Boy's all like, I was on a boat and all my buddies burned alive because we got fired upon and it all got blown to bits. And I've seen some things, man, and some stuff. I wouldn't recommend it. Seen both things and stuff. I've seen things and stuff. <laughs> And then Nick Cage goes, and then to make it even worse, my wife has a rare blood cancer. She's gonna die. She doesn't have much time. And I just don't want to see her suffer. So here's a bag full of $20,000. Plop. Plonks it right on us. I'll give you $20,000 to, to kill, kill her my now. wife. And here's Some a cyanide. Here's a jar of cyanide. All you gotta do is pour it on the rag and cover it over her mouth. And the guy's like, well, I need the money, so I'm going to do it, even though I find her very sexy. <laughs> Has she mentioned yet that she can't have kids? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. She can't have kids. <laughs> it's important. No, I know. I know it's important. Oh. But it's probably in the next scene. I was probably going to mention it in this scene where he's I think like, it was in the scene earlier when they were mm, just talking. Where they were getting sexy. No, like before that, like at oh. dinner. Okay, maybe. I don't remember. I remember it was pretty early on that we learned that she, she is unable have. to procreate. Yeah, yeah. And so Fence Boy stumbles across the sexy lady in the tub where they have a, a bit of a heart-to-heart. And um, he, they end up hooking up. They, they kiss and they are implied that they do the nasty. And Fence Boy doesn't do it. He can't do it. He can't kill her. Finds out she doesn't have blood cancer. Finds out that she can't have kids. And even though she's always wanted a family. And she's like, well, there are other ways of having a family. And um, I don't know if anything else significant happens. Is there any other backstory that we need to discuss? There's there? voodoo dolls everywhere. There are dolls everywhere. They never explained that. Maybe nah. that's what would have been explained in the extra two days Maybe. of filming. Or like where the button went. His pants button. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that mattered. Yeah. Well, they did have a long shot on it, so I'm not yeah. sure. Well, why yeah. do they keep? Why do they even maybe keep Nick that in? Yeah. finds it, and that's why he yeah confronts him. Yeah. So, like after this moment, you know, the wife is still alive, and and they get out of the bathroom, and Nicolas Cage sees that she's still alive, and is just kind of like, "What's going on?" And uh, the wife is like, "Well, let me handle Nick Cage." And goes over to Nick Cage, and they have this conversation about, like, you wanted me dead, and I won't die for you. And she takes a knife and stabs it through Nicolas Cage's hand as Nick Cage is, like, hanging up hurricane shutters. Mm -hmm. And he screams. And he screams! And then as there's a tussle amongst the three of them, mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage gets the wife on the ground and yells to the fence boy. As in, pour the cyanide on the rag to knock her out. <laughs> so the Vence boy then uh, knocks out Nicolas Cage, ties him up very loosely on the stairs, uh, where... Yeah, with like a yeah. slippery rope. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> silk rope that yeah. they happen to have lying around. And the Cage is like, they're just all yelling at each other. And, and uh, the wife is like, do me right here in front of my husband. And he's like, I'm not doing that, but I am taking your card. I'm going to leave. And, he, and Nick Cage She's is like, like, take me with you. Take me with you. And Nick Cage is like, look at what kind of monster you're getting involved with. Look in the basement. Because the basement's been locked up this whole time. There was a scene earlier that was 15 like. 15 locks on the door. What's down here? And they're like, oh, nothing. You don't have to worry about that, sweetie. And it's just like. <laughs> it's like obviously something. They zoom in on the 10 locks in the basement door. It's like there's obviously something down there. So, and obviously this whole time too, it's like, well, why is he getting his fence repaired? What happened to the guy that was a, bur that burgled the house, you mm -hmm. know? And it's like, okay. So turns out that as the fence boy is like, oh, actually I don't want to leave in a Mustang with a sexy lady to go check on my sick daughter. I do want to see what's in that basement and turns around as he does. So the sexy lady wife knocks him in the head with a frying pan mm -hmm. and gets knocked out. And turns out the wife and Nicolas Cage were in cahoots the entire time. 
And, uh, yeah, he, Nick Cage is like, why did you have to stab me so hard? I can barely move my hand. Arr. Oh, sugar, you'll be fine. So the fence boy wakes up in a, another room somewhere where he finds the burglar from the first scene. That wasn't the burglar. It wasn't him? No. Oh. Burglar had a knife, a gun. A, oh, he probably got shot, yeah. Yeah, he in the... He's in like the truck with him later. I thought that was the same guy. No, different guy. Oh, so anyway, yeah, he finds this guy and this this There's guy. Just like other young guy who's yeah. like hooked up to IVs and shit. Yeah, and he's holding like a piece of cloth with like Asian symbols on it, like Japanese symbols. I think it was Chinese said. writing. Chinese, yeah. and um, and the guy goes like, "There's more of us." Oh, yeah. And uh, the next thing you know, Fence Boy wakes up in his truck on the side of the road. With I thought it was that guy, but it was actually no, it the was, guy from the first scene. Yep, who was shot through the head in his truck, and so they they had intercut scenes with Kelsey Grammer as Fence Boy's lawyer, and or not lawyer, he was like a defense attorney. No, he was like a cop or something, wasn't he? Maybe he was like the DA or something. He might have been, yeah, something like that. So anyway, so we knew that that Fence Boy had been pinned for murder of some kind, yeah. but we didn't know exactly what was going on. So yeah, yeah. So, so they're framing him for the murder of the burglar. Right. The beginning of the movie that Nick Cage shot who destroyed his fence. Yes. So from there, Fence Boy is being interrogated and he was like, I found this guy and he had like a, a cloth of Asian symbols on it or something. And then like the only other woman in the movie who is just some cop in beige for some reason is just like, I, on a hunch, I found that there was an, an Asian woman missing. And then on the most circumstantial evidence ever, they're like, we'll go check the basement. Well, and they, I mean, they were like, here, this is what she was wearing. And it had a bunch of Chinese characters on it. Is this what you saw? And he's like, yeah, that's it. And they were like, okay, we'll go check the basement now. Still, like, this guy was, like, knocked out on the side of the road with a dead dude in his car. And yeah. they're, like, going to believe his word. I mean, it. I don't know. It worked out for the movie, I guess, because yeah. they go over to Nick Cage's house. And Nick Cage is like, well, shit, we've been found out. And he punches a cop in the face and he gets in his mustang and drives away and uh i guess what we find out at this point yeah, i was gonna say you going to i'll explain? talk about it now yeah so what we find out is that uh they had kidnapped several people nick cage and his wife um, around the age of the fence boy in their early 20s young attractive yeah. people and forced them to have sex with one another so that they could have children that Nick Cage and his wife would raise, but they would never raise those children in public. They kept them all in the basement, the children and the people, in like this really high security, like cell kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like in this. Like the rest of the house was super old and like mm -hmm. Victorian, mm -hmm. but the basement was like very like modern. Prison. Prison, yeah. like with. I don't know, like white, like spackle. Yeah, walls like yeah, and, and like steel doors, and steel and weird. And they were like, like weird lighting. Yeah, and there were like as the cops went down there, there were people who were like, "Help me, help me." Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty creepy. It, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know why there were voodoo dolls everywhere. That was not explained. <laughs> maybe because New Orleans. I guess. So it's a few days later. They let Fence Boy off of his murder charges he finds himself at a diner his wife found out that he had sex with this woman so she's been gone with the with daughter the with what steve has been referring to as the sexy lady the sexy lady Nick even Cage's though she's, wife she's her name is fancy fancy i'm sorry so he had sex with fancy and so his wife left and he's at the diner and who shows up but nicholas cage and he's all cleaned up he's got short hair he doesn't have a beard he he's doesn't have a mustache he's in like a navy uniform he's or in he's in his regalia as they say and he's got fence boy's wife tied up mm -hmm. at gunpoint mm -hmm. and he's like i'm gonna kill her and i'm gonna kill you and i'm gonna kill everyone but the cops show up and they're like drop the gun nick cage and he's just like well then you best get ready Shit's about to get ugly. Fuck yeah, they would. This here is a sacrifice against a system that doesn't give a shit about me or my fellow Marines. 
I'm done talking, George. And I sure as hell am done drinking. Walter P. Franklin of the 1st Battalion, 10th Marines. Walter, don't. Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Walter, don't do it. Gunslingers, Saturday afternoon. He really drags it out. Yeah, and then and then he gets blown to pieces. He gets shot up, and he just like <laughs> like slowly falls down to the yeah. ground. He just like an old man like trying to lay down on the ground, just like takes his time. <laughs> and the movie ends. And I wrote, "This is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a fizzle." Mm. One of my favorite quotes. <laughs> so that's the movie, Han. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I I mean. Uh... The story wasn't great. No. It had potential. Mm-hmm. I don't know if two more days of shooting really would have done much for it. <laughs> yeah. I liked Nick's performance. I thought he was good. Yeah. I know you weren't as yeah. impressed as I was. I honestly would have loved a role swap of Kelsey Grammer and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I, I don't know. Kelsey Grammer's part was so small that I wouldn't have wanted to have to watch this movie. <laughs> it would have made our recap shorter. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. His character's crazy. It all made sense. And I think that um, the fancy wife yeah. was really good. Yeah, she was fine. I, I feel like that's the problem with this movie. I feel like everybody was fine, but I actually quite liked the story. I thought it was interesting. No, it I was mean, an interesting story, but I just don't... Like, mm-hmm. the ending just was kind of lame. Yeah, I agree. Well, Han, I think let's, that's going to do yeah, it. Let's do some awards. Let's do some Nicolas Cage awards. First award is Best Supporting Actor. Who are you going to give it to? Yeah, I'll give it to Fancy. Fancy? Over Fence Boy or Kelsey Grammer? You know what? Fence Boy was good, too. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer didn't do anything. No. Or anybody ironically to give it to? Fence Boy. Fence Boy. Can you give it to Fence, Fence Boy? All right, Fence, Fence Boy. Boy. Fence Boy. What did you say he was in? He was in something uh, else. Something I saw. Dumplin. Yeah, it was a Netflix movie. It was with, Dumplin uh, with Jennifer Aniston. With Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yeah. That's why I watched it. <laughs> yeah, that. All right. Uh, best dressed. Did you like him in his uh, long hair and mustache, or did you like him in his regalia? I liked him in the long hair and mustache. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think beyond that there were really any major costume changes. He was just in like a flannel shirt, I think. Yeah, he just looked like a standard southern white guy. Yeah. Uh, worst Nicolas Cage scene? Dinner table? No, because he says that line that I think yeah, is Yeah, that you love. Uh, the ending? No, I think he shouts weird shit. He does. M- maybe the scene where he gets away. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty poorly done. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really bad scene. The way scene. that they escape. Yep. Or he escapes. He escapes, yeah, and she gets caught. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, the best Nicolas Cage scene. This one's tough. Nothing really stands out to me. Mm. When he gets stabbed? In the attic? I like the attic scene. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Giving it to the attic scene. Where he sort of makes up a story so that this guy will kill his wife. Sure. All right. <laughs> Good. Whatever. Uh, best Nicolas Cage scream. You going for the one where he gets stabbed or the one at the end? Doesn't he also say something else Not around really. the time that he gets stabbed? Uh, what I had written down was, you see that shit, pour it on the rag. Because mm. he's like, this is why you should kill my wife. And then... Yeah. No, like, they give it to the the last line that he just screams. Really? Over that one? This was a much louder scream than the last line. Oh, and what the, what, the hand scream? The hand scream is much louder. That is much more cage rage. Oh, give it that then. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> and Hannah, knowing that all of his lines are improvised, what is the most nouveau shamanic moment? What is the most quintessential Nicolas Cage moment? How long's it been since you've uh, had your, had uh, your uh, cock? Cock. Uh, <laughs> That is a great line, and of course that was Especially because then Peggy Sue, doesn't he say something similar? He says something like that in like every third movie. My cock. <laughs> my cock. Oh. My, you no, mean my wang. My wang. Because <laughs> he does a voice in that movie. You mean my wang. 
so annoying. All right, Han. So funny, though. Where are we ranking this one? Mm, he was pretty cagey in it. Yeah, he was all right. I'm trying to think of other movies with similar vibes. Yeah, I'm looking as well. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, where was The Sorcerer's Apprentice since he has the same hair in this? The Sorcerer's Apprentice is at number 50, almost exactly in the middle. What's 49? Stolen. Which one was that? Stolen was the one where his child was actually stolen. Okay, what's 48? (laughs) Moonstruck. Mm, Between Moonstruck and Stolen. Okay. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Zero on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes there's really... Like the the really low ranked movies on Rotten Tomatoes will end up high on our list because they're just so bad they're good. Mm-hmm. But this is not one of those movies. This movie's no, just this fine. Just okay. Yeah, exactly. But I don't. Yeah, I I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah. No, me too. Definitely. So, and next week we have a movie which m- might be the lowest IMDb IMDb rating I've ever seen at two point nine. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything in the twos. Uh, it is called Jiu-Jitsu. And let me just read this description to you because no. I had heard this description before and I was like, I can't wait to watch this movie. No. Every six years, an ancient order of Jiu-Jitsu fighters no. joins forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. No. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind mm-hmm. hangs in the balance. No, thank you. I no, cannot you. wait for this absolute trash. This no. is going to be so fun. I'll pass on this one. Thank oh, it's you. on Netflix. I appreciate the offer. It's his, It's a pandemic movie. It can't. Well, he didn't film it during the pandemic, but it came out during the pandemic. Mm, well, that'll bring back bad memories. So I'm good. Uh-huh. I'll just let you do that one. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to get your opinions. Uh, Anything else, Had? No, you just really brought the vibe down. Oh, I love it. I'm. I'm happy. I don't know what you're talking just, about. I feel great destroyed my mood uh-huh go to sleep now yeah well just remember we're always here for you whether you like it or not <laughs> through nick and thin thanks for listening guys take care